Hey guys, it's Amanda. Hey guys, it's Brandon. Thank you guys for listening to Exogen Academy. You are now listening to our eighth episode. This week, we decided that we're going to talk about the competition and the economy. We decided to group these two together because they can make or break you and both of them affect any kind of business there is on this planet. So we're going to have Brandon start off by talking about the competition. Take it away. Hey guys. So yeah, that's a good point. Let's talk about the competition. I get asked a lot from from contractors and say, you know, hey, what do you do when the competition's charging less than you? And that's a good question. So I, I had a job going on that I gave one of my family members actually a quote for. It was for Stamp Concrete, right? So they had a another guy that basically it's one guy and he, I think he probably has one employee and that's all he does is stamp concrete. Again, just to give you a little bit of background about me and my company, we got massive goals as far as like growing. So like we're all over the place. We're doing mainly hardscape construction, irrigation, sod, sprinklers, and plants. But last year, because I want to scale my business the way I want to scale it, we're getting into swimming pools, building, interior, exterior, and I'm going to talk more about that later on in the podcast why I'm getting into all this other stuff. But anyways, so I got a bigger overhead than this company that gave out my family member a price. So they were able to do it a lot cheaper. And usually what I'll tell clients is, you know, hey, you know, I understand that you might think you're getting the same price, the same exact deal down the street by going with a competitor, but I can assure you there's one difference. This deal comes with me. But obviously family members are a little bit hard to work with as opposed to new clients. So uh, the price he got, I just you know, I just didn't really feel interested in it and uh, just, cu- just kind of moved on. But a lot of times people will ask me, what do you say to a client when, a, when, a, when somebody gets another price from another contractor and they're half the price or they're a third of the price or something like that, two thirds, whatever, it doesn't matter. And what I do is I, I say, hey, you know, I agree with you. You might think you can get the same deal down the street, same exact deal down the street. But guess what, sir? There's one difference. With this deal, you get me. And sometimes it makes people laugh, but it's it puts it into perspective. I mean, it, it, the real, the real, the ultimate reality of this is that if if I give you a bid and Joe Schmo gives you a bid, you're not going to get the same job. It's not just installing brick pavers. It's got to be prepped properly. It's got to be installed properly. There's service involved. If the client wants to change the product, if the client wants to add on, if there's a problem with it, how is the contractor going to handle it? And I see and I hear so many horror stories about contractors losing their crap with the, with uh, with the clients. Uh, contractors taking the money and running, contractors screwing the client over, promising them something, delivering something else. And it's it's constantly what I find my competition doing. The ones that are doing it good are charging a lot more because they got bigger overhead. So you got to keep that in mind. When you're up against the competition and you're starting your company, I envy you guys, those guys that have I mean, I I love where I'm at and I would never go back, but some days I do wish I had a smaller overhead. Some days I wish I didn't have to come up with $8,000 a month in expenses just to pay equipment um, and and not even materials and stuff, just equipment, trucks, break, you know, breakdowns, insurance, all that. You got to calculate your overhead. And and when I'm giving a client a bid, I got to calculate that into my, my overhead. If there's somebody down the street 
that is uh, only one or two employees, they're going to be able to do it for a lot cheaper, a lot cheaper, and they're going to be able to be profitable for it. So I think I was talking to my man Richard out in, uh, I forget where he's at, but he's somewhere in Florida. He's like, hey, man, how do I compete with these big companies that's been in business for 40, 30, 60 60 years or whatever. And I'm like, dude, you're going to you're going to slaughter him. You don't have the overhead they have. And you just got to let your clients know that. If they're out shopping and they're getting prices, they're going to look at your quote and you should be cheaper than a big company that has 40, 50 employees and 7 to 20 trucks or something like that. So you, so explain to the client, "Hey, you know, it's just me and and Joe and one machine, one truck, that's it. I don't have the overhead that these big companies I'm still fully licensed. I'm still fully insured. I can assure you're going to get the same product, but at a better price because you don't have that overhead. But again, you know, they do get that. They do get, um, you know, a little bit of leverage when they're going with a bigger company because they have experience. They have the portfolio to, ch- to show them. But most people, I know I've said in the past, it's not about price, but but it's if you can show them that they're getting more value by doing business with you, they will go with you. But I don't believe in competition. My whole thing is I don't compete. I dominate. I don't think about the competition. I don't let that worry me. It's, it's reverse psychology. I am getting my face known every single day to do whatever it takes to put pressure on the competition, to scare the competition. I want them thinking about me when they wake up. I want them thinking about me when they go to bed. And I will, t- I will kind of watch or hear. A lot of times, my clients give me the feedback of what my competition's doing, and I'm not, or vice versa. Usually, it's the other way around. But I try to feed off that. If the competition's not meeting with the clients personally to show them samples, if the competition's not giving free consultations, I will slaughter them with that. I will, I will do whatever it takes ethically to get an advantage over the competition. And if that means offering good financing, which I got to get into that, by the way, but if I'm going to give free consultations or I'm going to do a 3D D render or I'm going to take time out of my day as the owner to personally meet these clients at their home or the uh, brick paving company to show them the samples, I will do that. I will definitely leverage what the competition is not doing to do. And and that's one thing of my success. I, I see so many times, there's so many contractors that just do pavers, or they just do swimming pools, or they just do plumbing. And, and it's silly for somebody that really wants to redo their whole backyard. They're busy, they have the money, and they want to pay one guy, one guy that they can trust to just redo their whole backyard. I'm that guy. The competi- they don't want to have to worry about hiring a pool guy, then hiring the paver guy, making sure the paver guy is on the same page as the pool guy, making sure the electrician's on the same page with the pool guy, then the guy for the gas line. They don't want to deal with all that shit. They want to deal with one guy that's going to just do their whole backyard for a great price. And, and that's my thing. That's how I was able to squeeze right in under the competition's nose and, and dominate that sector, right? They don't want to have to deal with five or six different contractors. They, wanna, they want the pool. They want the backyard. They will pay for it. They will pay extra money for f- phenomenal service, for phenomenal renders, for me personally showing them all the options, me staying rational and servicing the client. Whatever you do, whatever business you're in right now, whether you're in the uh, selling books, selling social media, doctor, lawyer, nurse, practitioner, whatever, whatever you're in, quit that business right now and get into 
the people business. I'm not in the landscape business. I'm not in the pool business. I'm not in the hardscape business. I'm in the people business. I know how to treat people. I know how to interact with people. I know how to sell. And I know how to give show them that I'm much more value than anybody that's going to come by and give them a proposal. Yes. Do I still lose jobs today? Yes. I absolutely still lose jobs. Yes, I still got people coming to me saying, hey, I can get it done for half price. And my closing ratio isn't isn't phenomenal. It isn't. And if you're a salesman, you can't focus on your closing ratio. None of that matters. If you, if you are meeting with thousands of clients a year and you're closing on 500, that's still much better than you closing every client and only meeting with 100 clients a year. That means nothing. Anybody that made a big, Babe Ruth, Magic Johnson, uh, Elon Musk, they're, they're all shooting it big. They're all taking big risk. They're not, they're not trying to do th- scale at a low level. A- any company out there that's making a huge impact has tons of employees. Name one company that's doing it big, that's staying small, only adding an employee a year, you know, average thinking, average goals, nobody. Nobody. That's there's a lot of people that are doing stuff like that and are very successful, but they're not gonna they're not gonna be the ones doing it big that, that are gonna have those those yachts, those boats, those cars, those big houses. Nobody they're not gonna have it. And uh, and that's what I'm after, and that's what I'm after getting you guys, those those big cars, big boats, all that. And you can do it with the right persistence, the right action, the right commitment, and the right knowledge, of course. And and that's the way I was able to get where I'm at. Of course. I'm not anywhere where I want to be, but I would say I came a long way in one year, but it didn't come easy. It's persistence, massive action, great deals of stress that I am easily able to manage now. But a lot of of stuff goes into it that people don't see. I I ran a business for almost six years that was completely non-profitable. And if in one year... I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, I'm going to take everything I can, throw it into my business, take massive risk, follow and do and commit daily to learning something new and, and see what happens. And I, I started to see my results and I poured all my money into mentorship, mastermind groups, seminars, reading, interacting, getting around people that are winning. And, and it's went so far. And, and that's one more thing why I'm starting this mastermind group is because I saw what others masterminds groups did for me. And, and there's not one group that's going to really, I think, change your life. I, I suggest that you get into mine, you find somebody else with that's good to connect with, get in theirs, pick up books, keep learning, daily commitment, pick up books if you're struggling with employees, pick up a book. Richard Branson's got a great one of how to maintain employees or how to deal with employees. He's one of the best guys ever, and he's doing it a lot bigger than Grant Cardone. He's got that, uh, they just launched like a cruise ship or something, uh, Virgin, his company, and they, they're massive. His net worth is way bigger than Grant's. Grant is an awesome guy, and he's great at selling, but I think one of his weaknesses, and he admits it himself, is how to retain and keep and how to attract employees and motivate employees. He burns through tons of employees. And that's one thing that Richard Branson's really good at. So like, I don't just surround myself around one person. I'll I'll find Richard Branson because he's good with employees. I'll follow Grant because he's good with the sales. I'll follow Elon because he's good with a massive action and the massive crazy ideas. Uh, Jeff Bezos too. These guys, you, you find somebody that's good in one niche and you follow them. And it's almost like you're—it's almost like you're uh, kind of picking an all-star team. You know, you pick your top f- five, ten mentors, 
and you put together a team and you just follow them and you're going to blow up. I promise you. But yeah, so so on this podcast, I'm going to start gravitating people more towards my mastermind. Again, I, there is going to be money involved with it. It's going to be uh, starting at $100 a month, but I can assure you 100% return on that. You will save hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars by, by the things I'm going to teach you. You're also going to get around the right people. Um, a lot of my success is just surrounding myself around people that are winning. That's what you're going to do. You're going to have me there. You're going to have others that are winning, others with big goals, and you're going to be able to interact. If you've got a question about this, question about that, you just comment on the Facebook group and we help you out. And uh, I promise my full commitment. I've been helping my man Richard for, uh, he just got on like this month, but we're hopping on phone calls. We've been almost on a phone call every day for the past four days, and I feel like I'm really helping him, and I feel like I found my calling because um, the ability of mine to help others is going to affect how well and how big I can scale my business. Um, if I can help others, I can help myself as well. Um, it's kind of cool, and it's uh, and it's and it holds me accountable. Like I'll actually go back and listen to some of these podcasts and say, "Wow, you know, I, I was I was motivated at that time, and I really got to hammer it now because I'm preaching it. I got to practice when I'm preaching, right?" Same thing with Amanda. Like it's pretty cool just going on um, Spotify and finding your link. But yeah, we're looking to monetize this and and to get some money to one cover Amanda doing the editing, and two to cover my time and also make me motivated to help more. And also, I know the more funds I have, the more ability I'm gonna have to reach to others. Because obviously, getting your name known, getting reached out to others costs money one way or another. Whether it's marketing or you personally knocking on someone's door and saying, "Hey, this is me. I'm Brandon." This is what I do, right? So that's another thing. Marketing is very important. I can help you out with that as well. I got one of the best marketing teams in the world helping me out right now, and we're blowing up. Follow us on Instagram. Watch the growth. Watch me blow up if you don't believe me. We just came off our four best months. We grew our revenue over 10x from last year, 1,000% from last year. And I want to do the same thing with your business. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm no genius. I'm no mastermind uh, wizard. I'm just a guy that commits myself daily to learning something. And I understand that there's risk involved in business. And and, uh, I was asking Amanda the other day, what do you think my greatest asset is? Amanda? Me. Okay. Besides (laughs) you. Yep. I would agree. You're a great asset. But what is, what would you say is the biggest asset that you've seen how I was able to scale the business. I told Brandon the other day that he's got big balls and he's able to just literally when we're in a meeting with a client, he says whatever he wants to say in order to get the job because he's just so confident that his product and his service is the best. Yeah, for sure. And it all comes down to how much game you have and it doesn't happen overnight. I wasn't this cocky before. Some might find me arrogant. Some clients will find me arrogant. I don't care. I want to get down to the bottom line. And a lot of times I'll say, hey, look, you know, a lot of times clients are sitting there, him and the hawn. I'm like, here, I presented you all the numbers. What decision do you want to do today? Do you want to move forward with this proposal or do you want to wait or think about it and get back to me? Because um, I'm okay with any decision you make, but I need a decision. Either we're going to do this now or we're going to do this later. And, uh, and I'll tell them too, hey, I'm not going to give up on you. If we, either we're going to do this now or we're going to do this later, I'm going to call you every single day until we do this. I don't care. I'm confident, 100% confident my product 
is the best for the client. There is no other options for them. It would be a sin for them to go with a bigger company and pay more money or go with a smaller company that's less experienced and provide does not provide as much value as me. I know what I have. I know what I provide. And I'm confident that I'm going to outwork anybody in my space no matter what. That's my daily commitment. And I know I know what I'm up against. There's not many people that are on this mindset like me, especially in the contracting space. Especially. We have a great area to just blow up. I mean, when you go to worldwide industries or uh, companies that are worldwide, they are trained. They're very good. They're usually improving themselves. But in the contracting space, it's so rare you find a contractor that, that read a book about sales or a contractor that read how to scale his business or or takes or is obsessed with their business and scaling and growing and getting the client's business. So many contractors just say, oh, yep, I'll email you the quote. They won't even take time to go over the quote with the client. A lot of clients like this to this day, and, I, and I'm not going to say no when the client just wants it emailed. Fine, here you go. But I, I always suggest, hey, I would love to sit down and talk to you about this. There's so many different options. We can make this price 5000 We can make this price 400000 It just depends on what you want to do. Um, I don't ask them for their budget unless they tell me it. If they tell me it, great. I'll work around it. No problem. But the reason why I don't ask their budget is... I know how many times I go to Best Buy, Walmart, Kmart, and I think I'm going to spend 500 bucks. I come up spending two racks or something like that. I always go over. I go to Caterpillar thinking I'm going to buy $30,000 skits or I come out for 90 k It happens. You, you see a good deal. You see the value. You don't, 99% of the clients will pay extra money, and they'll feel better about it just to get more value. So all you got to do is show them the value, show them the value is better, and they'll spend the extra money every single time. And a lot of contractors don't take the time to go over that with the clients to show them how much more value they get with them as opposed to the competition. My contracts are awesome. It labels everything out. I'll, I'll, I'll send them to you. Get in my mastermind. I'll share all this information with you. Um, it spells everything out. So on site, clients like, ah, 70000 I want to be at sixty. Okay, great. Let's cross this off or this off, and, and we can work it out. And a lot of times I'll do that. And as opposed to saying, okay, let me see what I can do. I'll get back with you. Time, take time out of the equation. Just move. I like to think that most my best decisions are off of reflex and uh, almost with my back up against the wall moments. You know, like when I'm up against the wall, the pressure's on, not much money in the bank to, to give. That's when I make the best decision under pressure. And a lot of the guys like Tom Brady and all that, uh, the Patriots, the reason why I feel they were so successful and a lot of people said the same thing, is because they are the best under pressure. They kill it. They, they are good with pressure. You know, as soon as that fourth quarter hit and it was do or die, they kicked in and they made it happen. And that's why, they're, that's why we know them today as, as, a good comp, as a good team, a good leader, Tom Brady, good coach. Um, the owner of the Patriots is actually known for taking massive action as well and doing whatever it takes. And uh, they, they work hard on advertising it advertisement, getting their team known, getting the best players. I'm sure it's not easy getting Tom Brady uh, on your team uh, for the first few years. He had so many people that wanted them. And a lot of people on that team are just, they want to be around winners. And that's awesome. Uh, You hear about so many people on that team taking uh, salary cuts because they want to be on a winning team. And your clients will do the same thing too. They'll pay a little bit more money to be around you if you're winning you're you're blowing up. You're you're a young hustler. They love that. So many clients, I feel that they they love my product. My product's great, but they like me. 
They want me. They want somebody winning around their house. Somebody that's going to put the time in. Somebody that's going to pick up the phone if they got a big concern about a project at 9.30 at night. Because you, you better believe that happens. There's clients that are spending hundreds and thousands. There's people investing in landscaping What people are investing in homes. Sometimes they have a rough night. And they're like, oh, hey, Brandon, I just thought of this. And sometimes they don't want to wait and think about it. And some, some clients might even lose sleep over it. So, so being assertive, being quick, and being of service to the client is the most important in any industry. So the key takeaway on that is don't compete, dominate. Don't see what the, you can see what the competition's not doing and, and, and offer those services so you can slaughter them. But don't just say, hey, the client's, uh, the client's giving away renders for 300 bucks, so I'm going to do it for 200 And that's it. That's fine. If you want to like, get a little bit of leverage on them, that's fine. Drop, you know, go. I suggest going the other way and charging more and adding much more value. But whatever you do, don't just stop there. Just dominate. Just dominate your sector. Don't compete. Dominate. That's the biggest takeaway there. Economy. You don't worry about the economy. I mean, yes, the economy. Everybody's saying the economy is going to crash. It will crash eventually. Whatever. I say that's negative because nobody really knows. Yes, you can use some documentation that shows it's going to happen, but nobody knows. Nobody knows who the next president's going to be. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So you can't think about that. Don't think about negative. Don't worry about hey, I'm not going to take any risk because the economy can flip and I can be screwed. Well, the, the the good thing and the bad thing about it, well, the bad thing about it is obviously the economy is going to suck. But the good thing is about about it is it doesn't just hit you; it hits everybody. So you just got to work harder than the competition when that happens. So when I'm getting hit, my competition's getting hit. I still just got to outwork them to get the client's business. Yes, are you going to have to sell some equipment? Yes. Are you going to probably have to downsize? Yes. If the economy takes a hit, but don't worry about that. You can't worry about that. You got to take massive action, massive risk. Don't worry about the negatives, and that would be that the economy's dipping. Whenever anybody says that, I just say that's negative. I kind of stop them in their tracks, or I just totally don't listen to them because I don't need that. I, I, the economy's good now, and that's all you should focus on, and just keep pushing and pushing and get get it while you can. When the, if the economy flips, you worry about it when it happens. Commit first, figure the rest out later. You're committing to growing and scaling your business no matter what, and if the economy flips, you're going to still grow and scale your business no matter what. And you got to outwork the competition. Yes, you might have those months where you got to retreat and you got to scale back. That's fine. That's business. I'm always, I'm always scaling. And then there's weeks where I'm like, oh crap, how am I going to make payroll? I got to scale back. And I always figure it out. I always figure it out. Yes, I, there's this last month, we just, uh, even though we 10x our revenue from last year, we 10x our business. Like all our equipment and all our employees, our, all our overhead almost 10x as well. So it was, it was tough getting through this winter. But, but the biggest thing on my mind is scaling and growing my company and getting to my goals. And I'm very, at the end of the day, I'm very happy I pushed myself through all those points and just muscled through it and uh, didn't get comfortable leaving a bunch of money in the bank that the IRS is going to take at the end of the year. I invested it into assets. Yes, some of it went into liabilities that I thought was going to be assets, but that's okay. It's better to fail and fail big than to not fail at all. It's better to go in the market big and make mistakes than to go in the market slow and never get anywhere. And that's how I live my life. And a lot of the successful people will tell you the same thing in different wording. Denzel Washington, he says, fail big, fail early, fail often. And it's true. When you fail, you learn. When you don't fail, you're happy. 
is another quote. I forget who said that. But economy, like you can literally as a salesman or a contractor, you can create your own economy. That's what I was able to do this year. And I want to show you how to do that as well is we are dead in the winter. In Michigan, we get pounded with snow. Our really only source of revenue through like December to to February is snow. And we didn't get much snow. So what I did is uh, I pushed and pushed and pushed and ended up landing more jobs than ever in the winter. Again, it's really tough economy here for landscaping in Michigan. People don't, they all wait till spring and then they want to buy. But with the right action, with the right follow-up, with the right commitment, the right winning attitude, I was able to close multiple jobs in sub-zero degree temperatures or negative degree temperatures, and we worked all year long. Last year, we t- I laid the guys off for uh, three months. Everybody in the company gets uh, unemployment. They go to Mexico. They chill. Nobody wants to work in the cold. But this year, I was like, okay, you know, I, I don't think I can do that. I got to keep pushing and try to do whatever it takes to keep producing revenue and be seen, of course. And we've, we made basically, I'd say we na- made a name for our, ourselves in this area. We're the only landscape company working right now. And are we profitable? Eh, not so much, but we are, I don't care about that. I got to stay moving. I'm not going to sit on my sofa and wait for spring to come. I'm going to get out. I'm going to push. I'm going to be seen. Other clients are seeing the hustle. They're appreci- they They think we're they think we're hustlers and they want us, they want hustlers around them. They want a company that's going to be so committed to work in well, 15 degrees, I let the guys off. But 20, 25, if they want to work, we work. We put up tents. We crank heat in there. Um, we're working on a massive job that we worked out all winter. And clients see that. They see the drive, and they're asking for quotes. And we're making a name for ourselves. So that's what I suggest you do. And I can show you ways to create, essentially, your own economy by, like I said, persistence, hard work, commitment, and massive action. You can do it as well. Hey guys, let's get you on our mastermind so uh, so we can interact. I'd love to uh, see you guys, interact with you guys, answer any questions. This Audible stuff is great. You can catch it on the go, or I'm sorry, podcast. Eventually, we'll be on auto, Audibles. That's the goal. That's where I learned so much stuff. Again, through my headset, can bring it with me anywhere. Game changer. But yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'll have the link up there soon. We're also giving away a swimming pool of value of over $30,000. Enter for your chance to win on that. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode eight. Be sure to be on the lookout for episode nine. It's going to be dropping in two weeks. We are out of town currently, but we promise we will be back and better than ever. Stay tuned, folks. Let's 10x your business.